Welcome to the latest Barnsley Museums podcast. Like everyone else, Barnsley Heritage Connects has been using Zoom to stay in touch with one another. We've been having regular catch-ups over the last few weeks and in the next half an hour you are going to hear some of the highlights from our virtual coffee mornings. Obviously, these are taken from the Zoom recordings, so the quality varies in places. Thank you to everyone for taking part. Thank you for listening to the highlights from our virtual coffee morning. Good morning, everybody. This morning, we're joined by Ken Brooks, volunteer at Morris Dobson Museum in Darfield. We're also joined by Gabby Lees, who's sector specialist, community arts, and by Stephen Skelly, who is the community heritage curator. Both Gabby and Stephen are with Barnes and Museums. So, got Gabby and Stephen here this morning. Just wondered if Gabby, I don't know, you could kick us off. Just sort of talk a little bit about your role. I know, obviously, it's probably changed massively over the last couple of months. But what you've been up to um, yeah. going forward? Well, it's very difficult to do community arts from yeah. your own home. <laughs> I've discovered, but I've also discovered that closed museums appear to make more work if anything than open mm. ones it's quite strange how busy we've been um and a lot of it's been like this online digital stuff um and uh, ken of course is an old hand now at sonnet writing um thanks to the uh, <laughs> lockdown project yeah. that i've been um, managing with um, ian mcmillan so ian mcmillan's been writing a sonnet a week just reflecting on on the current crisis really and and how it's affecting his life and the life of the people around it's been a fascinating project to be part of over 160 poems sent wow. in on the back of um ian's project which i think wow. is pretty good and ken's only written half of those <laughs> <laughs> close <laughs> <laughs> this is my handwriting of poems how i do it i just write them lovely so i'll read you this one yeah please in the garden we stand and stare across at each other we smile still trapped in our beautiful lair it's more than two meters it could be a mile the school children are feeling wasted it's not easy doing homeschooling, missing exams they have never tasted, a lot of time spent like a jester, fooling. We spend midsummer nights dreaming. How can we bring this to an end? Thinking, plotting and scheming and shouting across to a friend. Is this much ado about nothing? We are finding it difficult stopping. Brilliant. Yay. That's superb. Absolutely superb, Ken. I can't wait for your book. And ultimately there will be a book of Ian's sonnets. Um, and um, people of Barnsley have been invited to write poetry, which doesn't have to be sonnets. It can be any kind of poetry. Mm -hmm. uh, to send in to us for the Hear My Voice 2020 competition. And the idea behind that is to try and get a broader impression of the impact of the current um, crisis on the borough as a whole. And to capture that in, in, in more creative and emotional ways. 
um, so that will make an anthology that we will put into the into the archives for future generations. So what's your what's sort of been your focus then, Stephen, since sort of lockdown? Have you been sort of really busy, but in a different way, you know? Yeah, yeah, kind of, it's been kind of, it's been a, a bit of a challenge. Uh, we've been busier than us. <laughs> um, mm. managed to do some things surprisingly well. Um, so, so, but, but then other things not so well. Uh, the community aspect of it has, has kind of had to go virtual. Mm. So, um, uh, in terms of like uh, one of our big projects, Boundary Cares, which, uh, we would run kind of weekly sessions um, with the Alzheimer's Society Cafe and, 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 in, and a couple of care homes in the borough, but obviously can't do that now. Uh, so. Um, Nicole, who's absolutely amazing, she's the facilitator, has been making lots of really, really high quality well-being, exercise, reminiscing videos. Seen some, brilliant. Yeah, and all, all the stuff we've kind of collated over the last year, she's, she's kind of, uh, she's put her efforts into kind of making videos, uh, looking back at that, and then all the poetry, the stories, um, she's, she's been collating and then create, creating little creative things with that. So we've, we've certainly not been sleeping, we've been kind of, you know, working away, but just in, 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 in different ways. Uh, yeah. The one, one thing that surprised me that went quite well is, is actually collecting. I was like, how am I going to collect anything for the district in, in these times? But there's, there's been quite a lot of, we've, we've got a digital collection off the ground, which uh, with Michael. Uh, so we've collected a lot of images that reflect the nature of these times in terms of COVID. Uh, I know Charlotte uh, Flo has donate, donated a photo. Oh yeah, a poster. <laughs> Uh, of the Black Lives Matter protests. So we, 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 we try and capture the zeitgeist and the spirit of Barnsley in the here and now as, as much as we do this, the older stuff for the future because, you know, if we don't get it now, we just don't get it. Yeah. So, so there's been a lot of contemporary collecting and, and moving digitally with that. Um, and uh, we, we got an amazing photo that, that was, was national news. So um, uh, the, first, the, first, well, the first sporting event in the entire of the UK since lockdown was the Barnsley Pigeons being released from outside Kettering to race back home to Barnsley mm. uh, and they released 5,000 birds and um, a professional photographer took a photo of them all all released at the same time and it was in the news it was on the national news so we've managed to kind of uh, buy purchase um, the rights to use it and then loads of other stuff as well kind of like I've got bits off eBay for cheap people uh, and, and then just lastly the, the other main thing we've been doing because we've got this kind of big community network and the museum service is really just a network of people is just staying in touch with people ringing them and checking they're okay sending out activity packs and such mm. so 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 that's been up to kind of yeah kind of uh, I'm just doing 100 packs at the moment so the house is absolutely a tip my poor nan has like books and packs and bread making kits and stuff all over the kitchen <laughs> oh wow so i know we were talking a little bit to ken last week obviously about how coming out of lockdown and how obviously the sort of things issues that they'll face opening morris dobson museum back up how about sort of obviously i know it's going to be different isn't it because obviously there's so many sites within bouncy museums so is there any sort of updated stuff or or anything else that you can sort of share with us at the moment or is it still a bit of a work in progress? I'll tell you a little bit about Experience Barnsley. It's really, really tricky. Experience Barnsley is going to be the most difficult nut to crack because because it's in the town hall and it's a civic building, it does have other purposes. So so we're having to work around 
around that really, uh, people registering births and deaths and things. Um, so I think Experience Barnes is going to be the last to open and that might not be till September at the moment because of so much we have to put in place. There's so many interactives in there and things to touch. Uh, and it's really sad that we're having to take out the, the bit in the museum that gets the kids interested. So we're hoping to try and do that in other ways as much as we can. Uh, Cooper Gallery is going to be a lot easier because it's self-contained and you can really control how many people are in there. But the, the parks, we've kept all our parks open, uh, the cafes, Elsica Heritage, all the sh shops are open there. So so there's, there's a limited offer at the moment and it's really sad. Um, and I hate seeing it like that, but it's, 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 it's the reality for now. We're just going to do the best I can so that when you do visit, you still have a really nice time. Uh, so it's a yeah. bit of a watch this space. It's very much, I mean, we're learning as we go along and it's also, it's, it's how we, um, how we learn from the, the digital stuff we've been doing as well, so that we don't just stop doing the stuff that's worked there, that we actually find ways of keeping that going. So there's a whole new strand of work that's coming in alongside all this trying to reopen. The, uh, the Cooper Gallery is due to reopen on the 15th of August with, the, um, with a, an exhibition called Allegories of the Senses, mm -hmm. which was on um, artworks from the Arts Council collection and from the Cooper Gallery collection. And that's been co-curated with Action for Autism and Asperger's Barnsley, who were a fantastic peer support group uh, for adults with Asperger's and autism. Um, and they've been working with me and Alison Cooper to choose works from the Arts Council collection and choose works from Cooper Gallery collection that reflect the, the five senses. Um, and it, it, it's kind of, um, it's joyful for us that this exhibition is going to be opening the gallery again and welcoming people back in. But then there's that note of sadness because we really wanted this to be a highly interactive, highly accessible exhibition we want it to be we wanted it to be the most accessible exhibition ever in the world yeah. that was our aim that was what we, we were really aiming high and of course we can't do so many of the things that we'd planned to to give people access to all the tactile materials that we wanted people to be able to access the smells and the tastes and we can't do any of that because of the covid restrictions it's all it's going to be very stripped back but there is some amazing audio that goes along with the exhibition uh, which hopefully will give people a little bit of a flavor of what we were hoping to achieve um, and we just hope people will come and enjoy the artworks for what they are which is still yeah. hopefully <laughs> what galleries do and what we do well so and Ken, how are things coming on at Morris Dobson? I know that you've yeah. done a lot of sorting and putting things back. I mean, it's been it's been almost a bit of a positive in some ways, hasn't it, for Morris Dobson, yeah. being able to sort of close and really sort of do what you wanted to do. We're almost we're almost ready for opening, and what we do what we're going to do as a trial run. I've just drawn a poster up that I'll put on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, we'll and share it. We'll share it. And, and it's going to be tours and teas. Lovely. A maximum of four people. Okay. By appointment only. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I shall do the, the booking. Mm -hmm. And Hillary and myself will go in the museum with our screens on. We'll do a tour of the museum, a cup of tea or coffee, and a piece of cake, five pounds each. 
Fagin. Fagin. Fab. And then in September, I think it's the 7th of September, because it's, it's the week before Heritage Weekend. Mm -hmm. And we want to be open on Heritage Weekend, both the Saturday and the Sunday. Okay. So that's what we're aiming to do. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. really good. It's sensible. <laughs> joined this week with Ken from Morris Dobson Museum, Michael uh, from Barsley Museums and we've also got uh, Leanne from Discover Dern who's new with us this week. Hello Leanne. Um, Leanne, obviously we know you quite well but do you want to just sort of tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah I will. Okay thank you. So um, I'm part of a project called Discover Dern. Uh, I think what many people don't know is that that's actually part of the museum service, part of the culture service in Barnsley Council. And where we've come from is we ran a project called the Dern Valley Landscape Partnership, which was a five-year lottery-funded project. Uh, and we looked at, I can just hear my dog eating its biscuits in the background, I do apologise. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> So, so as the DVLP, we, we, we kind of promoted and protected and enhanced the, the built, the green and the cultural heritage of the Dern Valley. And so Discover Dern's just continuing with that, really. So we were just getting going <laughs> post-DVLP and putting in some fabulous bids to continue to help uh, small heritage groups, places like Morris Dobson, Barnsley, Maine, uh, all the fantastic groups we'd work with. And literally the week that we submitted three quite good bids, I think lockdown happened, happened and there's an embargo on bids. So right now we're still trying to support groups wherever we can but you know our wings have been clipped a little bit um, but we've been helping people with like Barnsley Maine getting a survey out there to see how visitors feel about the site we're working up some hopefully very exciting plans about green spaces in Barnsley and how they can play a role in in recovery and people's well-being um, so that's what we're, we're really trying to do um, and and just helping out wherever we can within the museum service we have got one fabulous uh, project that got funded squeaked into funding uh, just before lockdown and that's it was Bramillan Country Park and we're looking at all the habitats around there and looking at habitat restoration for willow ticks and harvest mouse and, and people um, so we're, we're having some good fun there now that we can actually leave the house and and meet in a socially distanced way and we've brought in an amazing group in finger, well not fingers crossed it's happening uh, helping them move to some new workshops at Wasborough uh, which I think will be a fantastic thing for the site and mm, so that that's what we're doing we kind of um, I was talking to a friend of this group Sarah Dewey recently and, and we are I'm not quite a swan that's peddling under the water, a bit like a mallard, to be fair, not as graceful as a swan. We're under the water, but you know, it's quiet on the surface, but doing a lot behind behind the scenes. Yeah, it must be it must be quite frustrating, sort of having all these sort of things buzzing around and just just waiting to to get going, isn't it? Really, Leanne, I guess. Are you feeling quite? Yeah, it really is. I see Sarah's just got on the line. Yeah. I mean, two weeks before 
lockdown, Sarah and I were buzzing with ideas for the, the pop-up uh, visitor centre for the Barnsley, Maine. Ken, we'd started uh, looking at, you know, ways that we could try and get some money for Maurice Dobson, but we never even made it to have, we'd got a meeting lined up with yourself and the trustees the week of lockdown. Mm. So it, it just literally felt like that month of March, the beginning of March, we've got so many plans, so many exciting things to do, and everything stopped. Um, but, you know, we're hanging on to those plans, and we're hanging on to them so that, you know, we, we're still going to be there. We're still going to be there, and we're going to help people in any way we can. Do you know why it is, though? It's because the volunteers in Barnsley won't let it stop. That's why it's all starting again. Yeah, it, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a passion and a determination to keep going. Mm. And, you know, that's what's making, that's what's going to make life better, isn't it? It's how people care for each other in Barnsley and how they care for where they volunteer and work. It's, yeah. I wouldn't, it's probably not unique, but it's certainly very special. Okay, good morning, everybody. Um, morning. Good morning. Um, joined by Ken from Maurice Dobson Museum this morning, Michael Hardy from uh, Barnsley Museums, and we've also got Sarah Dewey from Barnsley Main Heritage uh, Group. Morning, everybody. Um, Sarah, um, we've not caught up with you for a while. I just wondered if you could sort of tell us what the Barnsley Main Heritage Group have been up to. I know I've seen bits that you're sort of trying to get stuck into tidying up the site and general maintenance bits and pieces again, but anything else that, you, that you've been up to? Well, we took a few weeks off during this more restricted lockdown, um, but we missed each other because volunteering is not just about the work. We were able to go back relatively early compared to other organisations because yeah. we can spread out and wave. Um, so we put all precautions in place. We've been back about five weeks. Early on, we were very grateful to Twigs who went in and mowed the whole site because, as you can imagine, without regular mowing, that was quite daunting. Yeah. They mowed it. And then we just reclaimed it again. You know, spring had come, rain had come, and it took a few weeks of just getting it back to normal, but also gave us the opportunity to review our plans in the light of COVID. Mm. And particularly in the financial uncertainty now, with grants drying up. Um, mm. So the major change of plan has been to, uh, around the museum, where we were hoping to put a bid in for a pop-up museum. We'd had it designed, but decided to run with what we've got and make a, a really nice job of turning the port cabin into a pop-up museum with information about the oaks, about mining, um and somewhere to people to look in and they'll be open whenever we are on site that will always be a limitation yes in the longer term then we would look to focusing on as soon as grants come back on stream i'm trying to get the family trail which we've got designs for uh, helen one of our group members has a real passion for having accessible signs for children and we've taken the opportunity to clear what was four years ago, the drinking den, the island in the middle of the tub track. Mm -hmm. um, we've had a family who've come down during COVID to give their children a break from the house. Mm. And they've worked in isolation, the bless them, these little oh. children, on clearing that area, ready for planting. And then the idea is that 
there'll be a, a web of seams named after the old coal seams and at the end of each will be an interpretation board for children around mining, nature, habitat, the old canal which is at the bottom of our site which is the forgotten relic. Yes. Um, so those are the two main things that we're still focusing on as soon as uh, money allows. Mm. We're a relatively small group but we can draw in people as we need them. Uh, we go down on a Monday and at the moment with our empty diaries we're there on a Thursday and in fact we're there this afternoon, we were there yesterday. <laughs> uh, we've given ourselves a deadline of trying to have the museum not open because of Covid but ready to roll yeah. by the summer holidays. Um, and I've gone and booked a week's holiday so that makes it a tighter schedule because <laughs> I said oh don't worry my husband will help um, but it'll be good yeah it, it'll be better to have something than to dream big dreams yeah depending on money that may not be there um so we brought thought we bring Claire and Louise on just to talk a little bit about the project that they're uh, working on at the moment so over to you Claire I'll let you uh, fill oh, us in thank you well Hello and um, thank you for inviting me along to the virtual coffee morning. Um, I've heard all about them. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Claire, I'm from Discover Dern and we're part of Barnsley Museums. Um, we used to be Dern Valley Landscape Partnership which was a heritage um, lottery funded project mm -hmm. and that finished last year and now we've morphed into Discover Dern, um, still focusing on art, heritage and the environment within the Dern Valley. Um, we've been given the Artists in Lockdown project um, from Barnes and Museums um, and it's co-funded with um, Arts Council funding mm -hmm. um, and we've brought back together um, three artists and an art artist partnership that worked for DVLP, we commissioned them um, for the Riverdern Artist Commissions um, and they're all local artists so it's brilliant to keep the um, mm. art within the Dern. Um, most of them you know international artists renowned um, and they're all fantastic so it's great to bring them back and I uh, wanted to, to do a project to find out their experiences of what lockdown is meaning to them basically and how they're um, still creating you know in these unprecedented times um, so so we've got Louise Wright who's on the call today who you'll hear from in a little in a little while um, and she's a fantastic um, artist fine artist mm -hmm. I love her work um, we've got Dan Jones who's a Doncaster based sculptor who we've worked with quite a lot uh, for the DVLP um, and Dan will be creating a metal bird hide screen at Woodsborough so I don't know whether you know Woodsborough Country yeah. Park and, yeah, and Mill um, yeah well do you know the bird hide that's yeah. there at the moment yeah the metal yeah, one very attractive is it yeah yeah, yeah. so um, it, it, it does attract quite a lot of antisocial behavior so we want to want to, to remove it um, but we still need a screen for people to watch the birds from you know so mm -hmm. you know we can, we can watch them without um, distracting the birds that's a really exciting Brilliant. project and that sort of kick-started the artist in lockdown project really um, because we, we approached him but then it sort of evolved to, to bring the other artists in to see what they they were doing as well through the through the coming you know the weeks and months over lockdown um, mm. so that's 
Dan. Um, we've also approached Patrick Murphy um, and his past project with us was shining a, a neon laser down the, um, the River Durban. Yeah, remember, um, yeah. And then Patrick's fantastic, prolific um, artist, curator, um, designer. Um, and he also created our end of project book. He um, he pulled it all together yeah. and, and did all the design. So, so it's great to be working with Patrick again. And he's focusing on um, his connection with lockdown and his art at the moment is he goes for his daily daily exercise and he lives in a village in the Dern um, and on his walks there's a, a group of horses that he sees daily and he's seen them for 20 years and they graze the floodplains near his village and he's got a real connection with these horses they often follow him on his walks and um, when when the floodplains flood sometimes these horses are seen the little parcels of land you know just the the raised bits of land that aren't yeah. underwater you know and, and isolated until mm -hmm. the the flood the water dissipates so he's connected because he's connected with these horses because he feels that's you know that's how his experience of isol you know the lockdown isolation mm -hmm. is, is happening as well um and he's going to be making a series of ceramic horses based on the Dala horses of Sweden. Um, oh. I don't know whether you know them, the little yeah. wooden carved horses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of really lovely stuff. And hopefully he'll be also making a 3D CAD design of the horse, the ceramic horses. So then people can download the file and print them off on 3D printers. So these horses could go around the world <laughs> if you've got a 3d printer Fabulous. and then the artist yeah the artist partnership is Haley Yule um, Andy Seward and James Lockie who did for us for the, the Riverdown Artist Commissions they did the wonderful of the river film which we've recently shared on social media again um, a very moving uh, book but hopeful film um, mm. about renewal and nature and how industry changed the landscape, but now nature's taking it back. Um, so they're, they're sort of like reworking that um, and they're, they're doing three small vignettes, three small films, um, which will follow on from Up the River, but with a, a lockdown focus and how nature is coping and how nature is probably flourishing um, throughout lockdown because of you know lack of traffic you know um, mm. you know people you know not traveling to work and you know it seems to be nature's blossoming at the moment so because mm. um, of the river was such a such a stunning film so it's really exciting to, to find out you know what's what they're going to be creating over the coming months so um, I think that's a little bit. I'll let Louise tell you about yeah. what she's going to be working on. Louise, do you want to give us a little overview of what you've been up to and continuing to, to do? Yeah, sure. Um, so as um, Claire mentioned, uh, my garden just then, that's been like a huge, um, well, starting point, a huge, a huge focus for my work recently. Um, so we, we were lucky enough to just um, move into our new house just before um, lockdown, just by like a matter of months. So the the garden, it's so, so beautiful, um, but it didn't actually have quite a lot of wildlife value. Um, it was very, very neat and very pruned and very manicured. But um, as you probably 
no it's that's not always the best sort of garden for wildlife so I've been um, working quite hard trying to reverse a little bit of that so I've left the grass unmown um, and it's surprising like how quickly um, different types of grasses and wildflowers soon take over so um, I started making like a little log of all the different flowers that I was finding in the garden and the different um, plants and grasses um, and also like the the wildlife that were actually visiting um, the garden because I was taking it for granted that we've always had like a, an army of little sparrows visiting as past past gardens um, and I was absolutely heartbroken that I hadn't seen a single sparrow for three months when so um, before I discovered and got in touch about the project, I'd, I'd sort of already naturally started a little mini project of my own, sort of like documenting the animals and the nature in the garden. So um, the project's just given me the opportunity to sort of make that into a, a fully blown, fully blown project um, and just carry on with it um, and hopefully have more of a rounded, finished piece like by the end. So. Um, taken into sort of like consideration the relationships between the animals and the garden and just the wildlife in general um, I'm using my sketches at the moment so I've put some um, designs together for some prints um, and I did like the idea if possible um, to be able to sort of give these away um, to sort of like as communities because one of the other things I've really loved in lockdown um, is just receiving some nice post from people as I call mm. it so just mm. you know anything that's not a bill <laughs> or anything like that so something yeah. that's a nice little, little bit of post to, to yeah. give you a cheer so I thought I'd love to just yeah mail a load of prints out to people and just for free for them to have and enjoy also joined by Ben who is volunteer coordinator at Barnsley Museums. So Ben just wanted a bit of a, a catch up with you really. Obviously volunteering as Ken will know has sort of had its problems during the lockdown but you know have you still sort of had lots of things going on and been quite busy behind the scenes? Um, definitely busy behind the scenes. A bit like the Morris Dobson and lots of other kind of heritage attractions across the country uh, volunteering has had to stop temporarily uh, just while we kind of get safety measures obviously in place and make sure everything's is as good as it can be for, mm -hmm. for people coming back um, but there's lots of kind of stuff going on so we're creating guidance documents risk assessing the sites uh, preparing for hopefully getting some people back in the next couple of months all being well um, particularly focusing on our outdoor spaces to start with yeah. Um, which obviously are a bit more easy to manage uh, with social distancing and things like that. Um, but then looking at, as as Barnsley Museum starts to reopen, how we can get volunteers back in, get them uh, back doing all the things that they're really passionate about and really love to do. Um, I guess it's, in that sense, it has been a little bit quiet, um, but we have been able to celebrate things like Volunteers Week, so that was the beginning of June. And we just put out lots of great messages. Thank you, Ken, actually, for your poem. I did share that, <laughs> um, which was great. I and mean, there were lots of lovely things like that um, going on. And that was something we worked with Barnsley CVS on. So yeah. the local volunteer centre for Barnsley, they've been really busy as well. Just trying to get as ready as we can be to welcome people back 
in a safer way. Yeah, I was just thinking it must be quite difficult as well because obviously volunteering, you know, it's sort of like the social aspect, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's yeah. not people, you know, like Ken, you know, you've got such a tight group, haven't you, at Maurice Dodson, as, as have lots of other uh, groups. And it must be that real sort of like, like everyone, like that sort of isolation thing as well, where you can't meet up and, and do something together that you, that you love. It must be quite, quite difficult. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing a lot of people are feeling, that, that like that. I mean, we've been sending out regular newsletters just to try and keep people informed about all the great stuff that's been going on digitally with the jigsaws and all that kind yeah. of stuff, just to try and keep people feeling a part of Barnsley Museums and heritage and what it is they do. But yeah, um, I think people are wanting now to get back and see people that they got to know yeah. and people that they've not been able to see for quite a while. Uh, and our and our staff and people that they got to kind of make friends with there as well so yeah I think the social aspect has been yeah. the most challenging um one of the exciting things we did get this year was that Barnes and Museums particularly was has been nominated for a Museums and Heritage Award and um, for volunteering um so we've nominated for a volunteer team of the year award um for our work with a group of young people from Opening Doors and Greenex School so life in that sense does carry on and we do know that there's stuff we're going to be looking forward to and fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. When will <laughs> you find out? September. Alright, oh, um, okay. Oh, um, yeah, that's really exciting. But yeah, volunteering will um, will come back and, it, and in our sector it, it will need to come back but it has to be done in a certain way and it, it's people like Ken and Morris Dobson and all the other volunteers that we work with in Barnes and Museums and at Wentworth and that will drive that and hopefully we will see a bigger and better uh, yeah I think I think you're right offer. yeah I think you're right I think there'll be a real push and people going right come on we're back this is what we need to do and okay. and people realizing that they've got some ground to make up as well so yeah that's yeah. Yeah. really good fantastic thanks ever so much ben really appreciate yes, you dropping in nice ken, you, ken. again <laughs> thank you yeah. nice seeing you ben and you ken and you <laughs>